0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 6 of Kill Your Yo-Yo, the podcast dedicated to the improvisational, performative, and theoretical side of yo-yoing. This is brought to you by Illinks Toys, and I am your host, Ross Levine. Now, today, we have an extra special guest. Every week, it's an extra special guest, but boy, oh boy, was this a good guest. This is Aaliyah Tan. She is an exceptional 3A player, from uh, Oregon, and she's sponsored by OneDrop. She is awesome. We had a really, really good conversation. She is mostly a 3A player. She does some 1A, of course, as well as the other styles, but she competes in 3A and has been for since she started yo-yoing, basically. She's won multiple regional competitions, mostly PNWR, and she placed in the national competition in 3A. So she's a really, really great yo -yo yoer and her Instagram also. My God, you got to go check out her Instagram. There is some really good stuff there. Uh, And she posts new and creative tricks all the time as well as pictures of her cactus farm. She's a cactus farmer. So she's awesome. And we talk about really good stuff in this episode. We talk about uh, from the basics of 3A, building upwards. So we start with like, the the setup of your your 3A yo-yos and how to cut your strings to the right length and the gap size and the pads to use and how often to change your pads, every little thing you could possibly need to know before starting 3A, we cover that. Down to the yo-yo design. Now, beyond that, we start talking about uh, deeper things such as the history of 3A and then the philosophy of 3A. A lot of what Aaliyah has been working on recently that have made her have such interesting ideas in 3A is this concept of intention. And we're going to keep hitting that concept throughout the podcast. It's a really, really useful tool that once you understand it, you'll be able to use to create your own tricks. Uh, and it, oh, it's so useful, not just for yo-yoing, but for everything. You'll you'll see what I mean. Now, beyond that, we talk about the modularity of 3A as well as all of yo-yoing and how you can take different elements and snap them together and then focus on the transitions between those snap together pieces and almost build up your yo-yo routines like you would a Lego set and, and how you can then use that concept to become an exceptional improviser. This also sets up the theoretical framework for how to do improvisational 3A. So this is like some next level stuff that we hit. This was a really, really fun and interesting conversation. Uh, and I can't wait for you to hear it. But before you get to that, please listen to this because this is really something that I'm very proud of and I want to share with you. I wrote a, a short ebook and it's totally free. Uh, it's a completely free ebook. It's at the link in the bio of my Instagram. So if you're listening to this, go follow me on Instagram. That's at I-L-I-N-X underscore T-O-Y-S, Ilinx Toys. Uh, And check the links in my bio, scroll down, and you'll see the book right there. The book is called 33 Rut Busters for Bored Yo-Yoers. This is a book all about that feeling that you get when you're, like, uninspired and you can't think of what to do, and maybe you see other people doing these great tricks, and you want to be like them, but you're just not feeling it right now. This is how you get out of that. These are 33 methods that I have used to escape that feeling and start creating the interesting tricks that you see on my Instagram. Uh, And I think that it's stuff that you could use. It's just a list. It's just 33 things. That's the book. But it's really, really useful stuff. And I think you're going to love it. So go grab it uh, for free. Also, when you sign up to get it, you're going to be signed up for my newsletter where I will send you free essays every two weeks. Every time I record a podcast with a guest, I afterwards write up an essay of what they talked about. And, and just expanding on the points that are brought up in that interview. So you'll get all of those for free in addition to the book. So go grab that right now, totally free, in my bio of my Instagram. And without any further ado, I would like to present the one and only aliyah Tan. I hope you enjoy. aliyah Tan! Hello. You're here! Hey.
1: I am. Thank you wow. for having me.
0: Thank you for coming. Oh, I'm so excited to get started on this. Um, me too. Uh, we had a, a conversation yesterday, which I just wanted to like go through and talk for a little bit. And we ended up talking for like an hour and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. One of my too.
1: favorite things about yo yours is, is you can just talk to them for so long about yeah. the
0: most random things. And it feels so good too to like just... I don't know. I needed that yesterday. I was not having the best day. Like you remember when I got Oh, I'm so stressed. And at the end, I was just (laughs) yo-yoing. It's all about. Yeah. If anybody doesn't talk to yo-yoers who's listening right now, go do it because it's wonderful. Just Um, reach out, talk to a -er. yo-yoer. And speaking of uh, talking to yo-yoers, I'm talking to one right now who is very, very good. (laughs) Um, So just a, a, a tiny little intro. Uh you've won PNWR like a lot of times and
1: I think about like three or four times.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> big time regional champion <laughs> and and also uh competing on the national stage placing? Yeah, I've
1: gotten third two years.
0: There we go. Placing in the national stage. So Aaliyah Tan is one of the best three A players in the US. Um, and we have some pretty good three A players in the US. <laughs> So, uh, so it's it's an honor to have you on. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. I just want to get started. Oh, and sponsored by One Drop Yo-Yos. Check them out. The one of the the greatest brands. Um, so, I want to just get started with a a backstory of yeah. how you got into yo-yoing, how how you found it, or how it found you.
1: For sure. Um, so. I first got into yo-yoing in like sixth grade Mm -hmm. because naturally what sixth grader wants to do their homework and Mm -hmm. I found an old yo-yo my grandpa had given me just laying around the house and just kind of started doing some tricks and I saw the Hiroyuki Suzuki yo-yo god video that I'm sure a lot of yo yoers of our time the early 2010s saw as they were getting started. It was just a bunch of tricks of Mickey going really hard and... Mm -hmm. Wow! I wonder if I can do that one day. Yeah, and then ten years later, you know, doing a little bit of it at
0: least. Yeah, you've definitely been doing a little bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it was mostly kind of internet inspiration of seeing seeing the videos online and and then going, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And then Andre Boulay, YoYo expert tutorials, really helped out a lot in the early days. Absolutely.
0: I think a lot of uh, our "quote unquote" generation of yo-yos got started through him. Um, Definitely. Yeah, no, those are those are some good tutorials. So, did you start with the with the responsive tutorials and then move up from there? Yep. Yeah, I started with the responsive tutorials. I would gotten a
1: Duncan Metal Zero, and okay. then I stripped it. And I got another one, and I stripped that, and then I finally got a Dark Magic because I was like, I can't just keep doing this anymore. I think you're like the
0: fourth person who's been on here. Who's <laughs> gone like, oh, I need a good yo-yo, and then bought a Dark Magic. Um, that's awesome. So, so then from there, it was just a, a barrage of all the other yo-yos. So uh, about what time did you start, or maybe year, if you remember, um, did you yeah. start like, really taking it seriously? Um, well, I
1: would gotten into it like, right around my birthday in 2011, uh-huh. and I've been, I was just, I yo yo the whole summer, I watched Worlds online for the first time, I was freaking out, because I was like, this is so sick, like, yo-yo uh-huh. contest looks so cool, and then I went to PNWR that, in 2012, that was my first contest, and, god, it was just so freaking fun, and just kept me coming back. yeah. And,
0: and you kept coming back, and then you just yeah. started to take the titles. <laughs> um, A
1: couple times by technicality, but. Well, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but that's still. Those are still titles. They count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, when, at what point. Actually, I'll start with inspiration. So, you mentioned here Hiroyogi Suzuki. He was also one of the first people that I saw him and was like, ah! Like everyone else was freaking out about Jensen, which I think now my style oh. is more Jensen-y. And yet, mm-hmm. Hiroiki Suzuki at first, I was like, oh my god, he's the best. And I didn't care about Jensen at all until like, <laughs> um, But anyway, so you mentioned, t- total rant on me, you mentioned <laughs> Suzuki. Um, mm-hmm. And who else started uh, to influence you? Um,
1: I don't remember too many of my early inspirations. I just remember being so excited about yo-yoing, and Mm -hmm. just the the people around me, Odin Alberto, who is in this chat, is, he's one of the homies we met when we were, like, pre-teens, and started yo-yoing together, taught me a lot of really cool tricks, and, okay, yeah, and then at this point now, like, yo-yo inspirations come a lot from Um, like different styles more so than specific players like movements from 4a or 1a play a lot into my 3a Mm -hmm. it's i think it's a lot of fun to incorporate things that you wouldn't normally see with two
0: yo-yos into it yeah and that's definitely something we're gonna be talking about more (laughs) um stick around there is a whole list of really interesting topics we got set up here that I'm so excited to talk more on. So that is, that's awesome. Uh, from there, from, so, so you're yo-yoing kind of preteen years with, uh, what was his name one more time? Odin. Odin, and oh, <laughs> the Norse god, Odin, <laughs> incredible. Uh, so you're yo-yoing with a Norse god and you are teaching each other tricks. I, I think a lot of us have very similar experiences to that of like we find our little group um, at what point did you. I'm guessing he was more 1A, right? Mm hmm. So at what point did you split and start doing 3A? Uh, so I started doing 3A actually
1: at PNWR that first year. I had bought a pair of Yo Yo Factory JKs because they had a sale like, oh, $20, get two Yo Yo's. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. that sounds perfect for middle school me. I've missed and... those sales. <laughs> yeah. I. I started doing 3A more so because I was like, oh, well, people seem to think, think of 3A as this like mythical style of yo-yoing that nobody <laughs> really does. And it's like really rare to see. So I started learning tricks then and I, I first learned Koro Koro and I was hooked. because that, that trick is yeah. incredible. The way that the two yo-yos dance between each other is magical. Uh
0: it's it's kind it's of getting a little lost in the framing but i don't know how we can fix that while also seeing your <laughs> head. but if people <laughs> don't know cora cora, cora, then like why are you even listening to this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's awesome. so oh there there's something that i wanted to talk on there but also now i just want to see cora cora <laughs> oh yeah it's i remember what it is but chose cora cora first Oh, so good. It's so nice. Double on. Just the best trick. And for anybody listening to the podcast, if you want to see these tricks, you can check out uh, my Instagram live after you've listened to the podcast and and just like watch the parts that you you can't hear. Um, My Instagram is I-L-I-N-X underscore T-O-Y-S. Also, Aaliyah's Instagram is... Aaliyah Tan 64 aliyahtan A-L-I-Y-A-H-T-A-N-6-4. Excellent. So go follow them. Um, and uh, go follow both of those uh, accounts. And then uh, also Odin said, shout out to Toxic Strings and Yo-Yo Community. So Oh, awesome. yes, the OGs. <laughs> now, uh, something I wanted to mention on Koro Koro is that is sort of this beautiful trick of like, the thing that gets people hooked onto 3A at first, and I think a lot of styles have that. Um, with 5A, it's I forget the name of it, but it's you know, the one trick that it's this one, <laughs> it's like snake bite or something. I don't know yo yo trick names, but it's that trick. oh, bee sting, yeah, B-Sing, yeah. Um, such a 5A, classic, I think it's that or infinite suicides mm-hmm. with 5A. Um, like oh, definitely. Boingy boing and seasick and Eli hops and like all those classic Yeah. Three eight corocoro it. It's like throwing it real high and whipping it. So I, I think that's really <laughs> important just to mention. Like, don't forget that those basic tricks are so cool because it, it's what gets everyone mm-hmm. hooked at first.
1: Um. Yep. People, uh, I think, forget a lot, and when they're doing exhibition styles, is less is more. You know, like those are basics. The fundamentals can really take you far if you. Yeah, practice the heck out of them and get nice and
0: nice and in depth. And especially if you start doing sort of different things with them, which I'm sure we're going to start talking about more soon. Mm -hmm. But just one example was like Hajime. I was watching his, his, uh, you know, any of his freestyles, but I was watching one of them before this, just because you mentioned him and I wanted to get ready. And one thing that he did is he did double, um, double trapeze. behind his back and then did like a double eli hop behind his back (laughs) which is really hard hard, but it's it's a basic trick done in a different Mm -hmm.
1: way definitely yeah those tend to be the most impressive tricks when you take a concept so simple and make it look so nice and it just being so technically difficult for
0: being what it is absolutely and also because people can understand it because it's something everyone knows yes that is huge yeah. yeah um it's almost like telling a story and then relate but relating to the audience at first before you start yeah. the um i like that that's a good way to put it
1: it makes so, it a lot more approachable as a style too. people yeah. saying tricks that they can comprehend
0: instead of just like trying to be uh <laughs> i mean not to use him as an example of both doing this and not doing this but not to be hygiene <laughs> <eater> every time <laughs> <laughs> Because he's just absolutely—he does other tricks that are crazy. Um, so yeah, he's really good. Uh huh. He's he's crazy. Um. (laughs) Now, this is not the New York uh, episode. (laughs) Hopefully, one day we will. But uh, crazy. But with that, so you start building up from those basics, and you start competing when did you get on to one drop um i got sponsored by one drop in 2018
1: i think um i was living down in eugene going to school at university of oregon and i had been going to one drop for many years living in portland it was always like a couple hours away and just got to go and visit hang out play with a bunch of yo-yos it's always been my favorite company just because of the quality of their yo-yos and yeah just how nice the people at the shop are like David and Sean and Andrew are just absolutely lovely people that are very supportive. And it was really cool when they asked me for, if they want, if I wanted to join their team. That's awesome. Yeah. And you were competing at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I had, have been competing pretty much since I started
0: yo-yoing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that is, that's awesome. Uh, yeah and and something that you mentioned earlier of three being like this godly style this mythical style (laughs) um when you were getting into it there wasn't i'd say like there was a lot of innovation like obviously but something we were talking about yesterday is it kind of started at this one spot and then it was like that for a very long time And then Kentaro Kimura came along, did his 2009 routine, and
1: changed everything. So good. Yeah, that routine was awesome. And I think it really laid the foundation for what a lot of 3A routines looked like for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, you had your specific combos within your specific mounts. And that was just what people started to do because it created the most wholesome 3A routine. And it worked out for so many people. Like, look at all those world champions over the years who used that framework. And then Hajime came along and started breaking it down more and more. And you're slowly starting to see this transition from the Kentaro style 3A to a 3A style that looks more like 1A, where the yo-yos are acting independently more so
0: than in sync. Absolutely. And that's uh so let, let me just take some notes here. One oh, for thing sure I want to start with is Kentaro had this style. How would you almost define that? um well i mean if you look at
1: just about any of the 3a routines it's really like Mm -hmm. it's composition oriented of course you know you do a lot of really fast movements within these mounts and you dismount bind and you do the same thing in a completely different mount Uh but the thing about the kintaro style which you know it's not his fault he did a great job with what he had available it just was just the tricks within those mounts and then he dismounted and then that was it like there was no transition from mount to mount or that kind of thing. But I also haven't watched his yo-yoing in a really long time. So uh-huh. <laughs> don't quote me on this here if I For sure.
0: say anything wrong. Um, we also got a shout out in the comments about Patrick Borderding, who I think also had a lot of that independent stuff happening, but yeah. also kind of within that trick-by-trick way mm-hmm. it, of, of the yo-yos moving independently. I remember he did like... Uh, some gyro flop to one one was in one plane and the other yard yeah. The other, and then he was moving within both of those planes independently. But so good. Still maybe missing a little bit of the transitional elements that you and Hajime um, are starting to work on. Um, or, or starting to, you know, <laughs> move forward. <laughs> yeah, um, which is definitely something that I want to hit on more. Uh yeah, sure. Let me check through, I think we'll come back to that because that's, okay. that's like a huge topic. And I kind of want to start at a little bit of a more basic level of yeah. like <laughs> how we how we work up from the yo-yos themselves up to mm. uh, first of all, making 3A happen and then like getting into the, the theory of it. So. Yeah. Uh, let me just write something down. Great, and then let's talk about three A setup.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Just real quick, we got a shout out to
1: Sawhier, Thahir Iqbal, also a really awesome three A player. Oh yeah, um,
0: all of the three A players at the top level <laughs> are absolutely amazing. <laughs> of course,
1: I love. All we of can sit players. here
0: and list all of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex Hatori goes to DXL, so I have to shout him out. And also, you, you so know. Many. One of the best three players in the world. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So let's talk three A setup. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no, that's all good. That's all good. Um, this is yes. this is all uh, extreme consciousness podcast. So, Beautiful. So for one A players who have never tried three A, um, yeah. who might look at it and go, "Ah, oh, two yo-yos. That's crazy. That looks so hard." They might at first, and I know that when I was first trying it. Um, however long ago, I just grabbed two random yo-yos with different string lengths, normal one, <laughs> string, and I throw them and I was like, oh, why is this Fentimism and, and Genesis not, <laughs> not a good one? <laughs> How good isn't the best pair of yo-yos? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So it is
1: unfortunately important to use two of the same yo-yos just so you can feel like the synchronicity between your two hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically lean towards yoyos that are a bit more rim weighted. And more often than not 7075. Um, I just think that they have a bit more stability for when you're doing three A tricks, mm-hmm. um, which is really important because you spend a lot of time with an amount trying to untangle a knot that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just you need yoyos that a lot of 1A players would consider on the boring and more competition oriented because you don't want the, your yo-yos to be the limiting factor when you're playing with 3A. Yeah. You want them to be as capable as possible so you can
0: have the most fun doing your tricks. So there's definitely a lot that goes into a yo-yo, right? There's the, yeah. the width, the, the diameter, um, the rim weight, where the weight distribution is, of course, the material, the gap width. So, what sort of specifications, based on what you said, a lot of rim weight to me means yeah. long spin times. Mm-hmm. Um, same with 7075, you can put more weight on the rim. Um, yeah. So, what other, how do those, why do you need those specifications in 3A?
1: Yeah, so when you're throwing two yo-yos, they're going to be spinning different directions. So, when you tilt your hands forward or backwards to adjust the way that the yo yo is tilting, mm-hmm. they're going to be opposite from each other. So one yo-yo is going to tilt the other way if you're trying to reset the other one. So the better the yo-yos are at spinning for a really long time, mm-hmm. the easier it's going to be to deal with that kind of tilting of the yo-yos. So that way, you don't deal with spin outs as often as
0: Okay, so it's, yeah. a, it's almost like every time you reorient, because you know, if you if you throw a one a 1A trick or a one a 1A throw, Mm-hmm. off axis, you can just correct it.
2: Um, yeah.
0: But you're doing it sounds like you're doing that a lot more in 3a. And every mm-hmm. time you do that, you're putting friction on the pads and losing spin time. Yes, and exactly. Still, the the more spin time you have at your disposal, the, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, something else I'm thinking is you probably have more string wraps within the gap. Oh, at, at any time. I would imagine, than in 1A, uh, maybe? Maybe. No, it's about
1: the same amount okay. because, yeah, it's usually just about one, maybe two layers of string through the gap. It's nothing oh. like, unless you're doing super crazy 3A tech and it's wrapped up a whole bunch and yeah. that kind of thing. OK. Yeah. And on top of that, um, I like to use centering bearings uh, mm-hmm. for my 3A pairs because it helps with that friction against the side of the yo yo to also ensure long spin times and also also that the yo-yos don't start to tilt
0: definitely um also just tend to be higher quality bearings and that's <laughs> always nice uh definitely to that point i would imagine um that a bigger gap width there's kind of i'm seeing two sides of it uh mm-hmm. which to get there first i have to say this which is that in 3a you're pretty screwed with binds because,
2: <laughs> yes. because you have
0: to do you almost always have to do really complicated binds, uh, mm-hmm. like a like a you know, a ghost bind or whatever that's called, or a some kind of like whip and then throw bind, which those are always harder. Um, yep. and and then you also have shorter string, you have less string to do the binds with. So mm-hmm. you kind of have two things working against you. On the other side, a big gap Will make it so that there's less friction with all those string wraps and less rubbing against the sides so that you stay on axis more, but yeah. it also makes it even harder to bind. So, <laughs> do you have some preference for like wide string wraps or or shorter or, or smaller ones? Um, I can't
1: say I've delved too much into the specs of yoyos in that okay. department. Um, definitely don't want the yoyos responding to me in the middle of my tricks. Yeah. which sometimes in your undermount, they definitely will. Um, but the the response pads is definitely like something to keep in mind in your 3A pairs. I change mine out a lot more frequently than I would my 1A yo-yos Absolutely. just because of that short string, and it helps make sure your binds feel nicer and actually work. So how um, often do you change your pads? Uh, it depends on the pair and how often I'm practicing. Um, oh. But probably every six months or so, I'll change them out.
0: I'd say that's a pretty good, that's when I tend to do any of my yo-yos because after that it just feels inconsistent. Um, yeah, definitely. Which, shameless plug, um, mouse pads are the cheapest yo-yo pads on the market at $1 <laughs> a pair. You can get 12 pairs for $8 at the link in my bio. Uh, Check them so out. If anyone wants to grab those, that's all that I use. And they're, they're cheap and they're made with the idea of You need a lot of pads because otherwise you won't change them. Yes, uh, (laughs) possible. Uh, Definitely, it's that. Like a hundred strings, you change your strings, but otherwise you don't. So, one hundred percent. Just a little shameless plug. There (laughs) came up. So yeah, so definitely keeping pads changed to make sure that Mm -hmm. that's not one more thing that are screwing with your binds. Yes. Uh, we're keeping count that's four things total. There's the short <laughs> strings, the hard binds, the big gap, and pads, yep. uh, all working against your binds in three. <laughs> this is like, this that's is like, what I do to help like
1: remedy all of that is just use a bit thicker string,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: then the, the string will grab against the response a little bit nicer. Definitely. that be uh, what strings do you use? Um, right now I'm using Markmont formulas. Uh, the cumulus foam blend which is really good. It's got a nice thickness to it, it will also last a long time because I would absolutely hate to be changing my three strings all the time because you have to measure them to be the exact same length yes. and it's just a
0: process within itself. So that's actually a an interesting process. First of all, <laughs> Strings have to be shorter in 3A, right? Yes, they have to be
1: much, much shorter than you would expect. Because you hear somebody talk about using short strings for 3A, and you're like, oh, okay, like, I normally do up to my sternum or my chest. I'll use my belly button length or that kind of thing. I personally think that is still too long. I use yo-yos with string length where I'm resting my arms to the side, and the yo yos thrown. It's, like, barely touching the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like very very short string and that short string in turn helps you control the yoyos because um, i'm sure if you've ever played around with your string length you'll notice that having a shorter string lets you control the yo a whole lot more um, while you are sacrificing some of that string length to do nice dense layers it really helps you in 3a
0: when you've got two yoyos to manage
2: mm-hmm.
0: it definitely does of uh when when you have, it, it it's almost like you you have double. So because the strings get cut in half when you get into a kink mount, yeah, can get really really wide. It doubles, <laughs> you know, really really quickly. Yes, uh, definitely. It's almost like the difficulty increases at a a higher rate than with other styles. Um, so that's Agreed. something to think about. So then what process do you use to make sure that your strings are the same length? I know that I just like, try to align the knots and then like, is there something that you Mm can do to make sure that it's perfect? Um, So I've
1: seen different 3A players do different things. um, But what I like to do is put two strings on the same Mm yo-yo and then I'll cut the first string at the length of whatever previous string length I was using just so I can try to imitate the last length I was using. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tie the knot to that one and then match the second string to the first one. And, you know, it's just kind of a crapshoot with that second knot until you get it or you can pull it taut and it's the same length and where you let it go and it's not taut. It's the same length.
0: So yeah. definitely takes a little bit of fine tuning there. That's definitely another reason to make sure that you're getting strings that are going to last you and not just such as made by Mark Mont. support (laughs) Mark Mont, friend of the podcast. Um, pretty good, and also, he's still on One Drop, right? Or is he yeah. doing his own thing? Yeah, he's still on One Drop. He'll always be on One Drop. Um, right. <laughs> he is a, a, a One Drop classic. Uh oh. <laughs> Mark Mop That's a good one. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so something else I wanted to hit on is is string tension. And, and the effects of that in 3A because 1A players obviously think about that a lot but 3A players have to think about everything twice as much. So <laughs> what kind of thoughts yeah. do you have on that?
1: Yeah, so let me mess up my string tension here really quick and you'll just see what it looks like when I'm in a, a kink mount. So I just tighten the string on one side but when you get into a normal kink mount, you know, it's nice and taut and then if you let your hands go The strings just twist around each other and it's going to be a lot harder to do your tricks Mm -hmm. and also It's not going to look as nice. It's going to feel weird because one string is way off than the other and your left hand loosens with every bind and your right hand tightens with every bind. So you want to be able to proficiently manage both your string tension on each hand before you're able to like really dive into the nitty gritty of what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just keeping track of so one thing I've always wondered, do you when you're creating a routine, do you try to almost make tricks that cancel out the string tension of the previous tricks? I would like to, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a little bit
1: more difficult to keep track of that kind of thing. And (laughs) it's a bit easier for me to just throw in a
0: side winder
1: and relieve
0: that tension. That makes sense. Um, Oh, so then that's one more thing is uh, is there any like special so my thought is first of all, three players are gonna be better at binds just because first <laughs> of all you know with both hands, you know with hands and backwards, you do know, it with mm. strings, all those four things that are that are against you. Um so first of all, is there any like bind advice you have? And then in addition, is there any sidewinder advice of like doing that Ooh. quickly or because if, comp- if you're competing or if you're performing, you want to mm-hmm. get sort of the, the housework out of the way as fast yeah, as possible. Um, definitely. Um, for binds,
1: just kind of going back to the fundamentals with it, because um, the stuff. more that you're able to <laughs> do that roll and pinch to make sure that the string grabs before you pull the yo-yo back, the more likely it is that the yo-yo is actually going to come back instead of you doing a bind like four times and then it finally working. Um, So just being patient, taking your time, you know, it really helps out. Mm -hmm. And then with the the sidewinders, I see people adjust their tension in different ways, but I've noticed that the fastest way is to just do a sidewinder. If it's your right hand and you go out, it loosens. If you go in, it tightens. Mm -hmm. And with your left hand, if you go out, so to the left, it would tighten and to the right, it loosens. Mm -hmm. So the same direction (laughs) of your body will tighten and loosen each string, which is nice. Um, But yeah, just getting proficient with that is really helpful. Like on both hands too, like your non-dominant hand, definitely. It takes a little bit of time before you're able to get there, but it is so worth it once you do because just being able to throw one of those in to make your tension nice and neat. Oh,
0: it's just so good. And just for people listening, that's a, like a, a front throw, like a like a front style throw, uh, a trapeze, a front style trapeze, and then a sidewinder right after you bind, kind of that combo sidewinder bind, bind winder. Let's call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, that's that's what she's describing right now, um, and then going to the right or left depending on which hand. Which that almost got me thinking of handedness in in three because mm-hmm. your intuition Definitely. would be it's it's an ambidextrous form, but <laughs> you still have a dominant hand. Yes. And so, what effects does that have on the tricks that you do?
1: Oh, it's it's pretty big. Like easy to notice if a player is left dominant or right dominant when they're playing three a. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody has watched the Hall song on three a, uh, on Instagram, the Hall underscore three a, he's a left-handed dominant yo-yoer. And a lot of his tricks, you can just tell, like they're a little bit more technical, I think just because he's more inclined to do that kind of thing when you're using a left-hand dominated 3A style. But when you're mounting your yo-yos, it depends a lot which yo-yo is mounted on top or front or behind. And that plays a role into which hand is dominant when you yo-yo. Mm -hmm. Like when I throw a double trapeze normally, my Left hand is in front, like the left yo yo, and then the right yo yo is behind. So, a lot of the tricks that I do require that setup where the right yo yo is behind and then the left yo yo is in front. So, that way you can do tricks like this where you pull it taut and then it goes into a coro coro. Oh. And obviously, if you did it left hand dominant, you would just have to reverse which hand is doing the pulling motion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you can be like me who barely does 3A and just uh, screw up everything you said. So so, so that's almost something that I've never even thought about because I've been doing 3A yeah. like on and off. I'm not good. I, I've known the same four tricks forever and I just do those over and over, which I think a lot of people have that experience. If they're mainly 1A players, then they'll like, mm-hmm. toss around some 3A every once in a while just because they can. Maybe they have yeah, one definitely. 3A pair. Um, and maybe one of them is set up with one A length string because they wanted to try it out, which is something I suffer from all the time. <laughs> so, so we yeah. end up doing those things. And when I think of double trapeze, I think of it as one trick of you throw mm. it the right. And really, it's, it's that my right hand is going behind and my left hand mm-hmm. is going front, which is how you're able to think about it, is that yeah. there's many different kinds of, of uh, double trapezes. hmm
1: yeah, so along with the like having multiple different ways of doing a double trapeze, it also plays into the role that you do a trapeze and his brother, uh-huh. which is a pretty common 3A trick. Yeah. Um, if you do it some ways, you'll land with a kink. If you do it other ways, you'll end up with just two plastic whips when you drop the middle part.
2: Oh, okay. So when
1: you play around with that, you can go from double trapeze to a kink back to double trapeze and then into the plastic whip mount because you're able to use that back and forth to really change the trick that you're doing.
0: Absolutely. So it's it's almost like there's four different variations now that you do. Yeah. (laughs) Double trapeze with the right in front or or behind and then you can do Mm -hmm. brother with the right in front or behind which is four totally distinct tricks. Yep. With different outcomes. Okay so so then, this is almost how we start to burst into variations in three a, mm-hmm. because just conceptually, I as a one a player can't look at three a and go, "Oh my God, I'm gonna go from this trick over here to that trick over there," because mm-hmm. I just I, and I think that's part of the blockage is I've only thought about yeah. those those mounts, which there's only like five major mounts in three <laughs> a currently. Yes. Um, and so. If that's what you have, you better know those mounts backwards and forwards.
2: <laughs> yeah, Once you again, better literally.
0: <laughs> so, um, that is going to, I think, bring us into um, mounts and transitions as tricks, which is a topic we were talking about a lot yesterday, and something that we mm-hmm. brought up earlier with Hajime and Kentaro. So now I think we're at the point where. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah and before to, to lead into that, I wanted to bring up something that you uh, mentioned yesterday, which was the concept of intention, um, mm. which is super important for like everything. And by intention, I don't mean, ah, <laughs> oh, my string is now intention. And now it's, <laughs> you can't compress a string. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. being intentional about whatever it is that you're doing. Um, And you mentioned you maybe had sort of more intention come in as COVID happened. Um, Yeah. kind of reiterate that? Definitely. Um, So
1: lately I've been thinking a lot about intention in my daily life, um, just with various things going on. And I've kind of come along this thought train that intention is your vehicle for your impact. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: it doesn't always necessarily lead to the impact you want. But the more true that your intention is, the more aware of how you actually go forward with your intention plays into how that impact comes across to other people. Mm -hmm. So if you implement that into your yo-yoing, my intention is to keep tricks as simple as possible while still making them incite thought in other people Uh to make people think about something that seems so simple, but in a way that they've never thought about before. Yeah so lately a lot of my tricks that i've been sharing on instagram have all been born from that source of yo-yoing with intention of making sure that i implement the thought that less is more and building off of really simple concepts and
0: transitioning in and out of them in a lot of different ways that people normally don't absolutely so i think that's important to I mean, whatever your intention is, first of all, I personally like I agree with that intention. And that's yeah, what I've been uh, going with two of like introducing poi ish concepts, which are simple things that look really cool. Um, and yours, they in three definitely a, do. that has a totally different meaning of, of doing helping people to think about the simple stuff in different ways. In three, I mean, some totally different than in one a just because yeah. it's got such a different backstory to it and history um Mm -hmm. but that's just an important thing for anyone in yo-yoing of if you're making a routine even like having what you want to say with that routine and what you want to get across if it's i want to show really really cool tricks that's a totally valid intention oh yeah you'll end up being gentry stein um (laughs) or if it's i want to like make people feel something then that's also super valid and you'll end up uh maybe, I don't know, I want to say Anthony Rojas. Uh, always I want to say Anthony Rojas. Yeah. If, if you want to be pure of soul and heart, then you're like <laughs> looking like Anthony Rojas. Uh, sorry, I love him too much. know uh, so, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but that's kind of, if you want to be really fast, maybe that's Hiroyuki Suzuki sort of a style. Um, exactly. So whatever yeah. your intention is, like go after that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. also something I talked with Chris Chun about of like, whatever it is that you want to do pursue that and you'll end up being able to do it but if you try to look like everyone else then you'll look like everyone else do the thing that you do yes exactly and that comes back to the
1: whole people viewing yo-yo as something that's used to express themselves versus Mm -hmm. something that you just do to look cool or to score points and win contests you know yeah it all comes back to your intention. It's like, what do you want yo-yo to be, and then yo-yo will become that for you. Yeah, be, be the change that you want to see
0: in the world. Mm. To, <laughs> to use an good over, old, Gandhi a really good Gandhi quote. Uh, it is a good one, as Gandhi said about yo-yoing. uh <laughs> so, he was actually the first world champion. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's all he was meditating about. Uh, so. Okay. So absolutely. Um, So getting that in of setting an intention. And so your intention has been doing sort of just to kind of say it in my own voice to make sure I get it. Yeah, It's do something simple, but make it look different to the point where people have to rethink what they know about 3A or give something new to think about. Would that be about right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's an intention that I've been
1: having in my, daily life that I've been trying to have that bleed over into my yo-yo style because yo-yo is me and I am yo-yo. You know, it yeah. goes both
0: ways. They influence each other and you can't discount that. Absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to shout out Recess International just got online. First of all, anyone from your team is welcome <laughs> on the show. And I think Ty Goldman is already gonna be showing up soon. So oh, nice. Uh, keep that. Uh, keep that just in your mind. Uh, reach out if you're interested um so for sort of the vehicle for your intention that we're talking about was how you transition between different tricks and use those mm-hmm. transitions and reversals as your tricks um yes so how can you kind of explain that yeah i can definitely try to um
1: it's not something i've ever said out loud you know because a lot of people when they yo it's just so internal and like all these ideas and concepts are bouncing around in your head, so I'll I'll do what I can to explain it. Um, my yo-yoing, my 3 a playing lately has become a lot of. If I can go from a kink mount into a coral coral by throwing both yo-yos up and then pulling one back into the coral coral, in theory I could go from that coral coral. Back into the kink mount the same way that i just came out of it you know Mm -hmm. going from that back and forth almost like a repeater but in a way that's just a quick transition and then you're back into the mount you started in absolutely um like this 3a trick that i think really just changed the dynamic of my yo-yoing um you go from a coro coro and then if you dismount it the wrong way you can end up in a kink mount and then Uh from that kink mount if you go back the same way, you'll end up in the Coro Coro. <laughs> <That's> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: been my favorite trick lately. I just can't stop doing it. Uh uh-huh. It's so good. And I know a lot of that sort of trick kind of started in uh, Kentaro's routine
2: mm-hmm.
0: of just, like, going from Coro Coro, flipping in a weird way, and ending in – I mean, he had something that looked like a – Almost like a green triangle that was traveling up and down the string, and then he did it on the other side. And so there it is. Yep. Oh <laughs> that's that's so such a cool. good trick, having that kink up there. So that's another one of those, it's almost like permutations of the same mount um, mm. that you can do one trick, move it in the different, you know, planes or directions, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then coming out with something different and then, and then depending on where you put your hand, it's, oh, it's such a strange and different <laughs> way of thinking about yo-yoing. Yeah. Because I'm used to being like, all right, where can the string go? But here it's mm-hmm. almost like, what can everything, it's so, it, it almost feels more like juggling to me that you have mm-hmm. different patterns that you're doing. Yeah. Um, at least for a trick like Koro Koro. And you think about the pattern as a whole instead of going from element to element but then yes. the patterns almost become the elements.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it plays a lot into Mark's ideas with fully freestyle and how yeah. you, your hand, like just trusting your hands and they know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my ideas with a lot of my 3 tricks lately have been, what if I dismount this yo-yo in, but if I did it in the front or the back the way that it normally wouldn't, what would that end up being? And what can I use that momentum to land into?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, something with yo-yoing that I've been thinking about a lot lately that ties directly into that is that it's all modular. That each individual yeah. part is like a Lego brick and you can just, if you know each Lego <laughs> brick perfectly mm-hmm. and you know where all the, where all the pegs and the holes are on that Lego brick, which is like how do you get into the trick? How do you get out of it?
1: Then you can yes. tap
0: it on to any other trick. And that's really what fully freestyle is. It's not Mm -hmm. making up tricks as you go necessarily, it can be, but it's a lot of knowing so many little things that you're able to snap them together and they look like one full routine. Um, But to add in kind of what you're mentioning is, if you know them forwards and backwards, if you know those transitions, and you focus Mm -hmm. on those transitions both forwards and backwards, then now you've doubled the number of tricks that you can do. Because you keep going through a routine and it looks awesome, especially in 3A, and then you do it backwards and it looks like a totally different routine, but it's the same thing backwards.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's, I love the metaphor of the Lego bricks. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. With these kind of concepts that you don't really deal with every day, I think metaphors are a great way for people to think about them, you know, really helps you see all of the relation between things that are going on in your life.
0: Hmm. I I I love me some metaphors. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't get away from
0: them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, metaphors are like. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna make a metaphor. Metaphor. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh the, oh, they're like a boat to get you across a river. There we go. Uh. So anyway, we'll. Mm, so let's. Perfect. Yeah. There's my metaphor. Metaphor. Uh. So let's talk about that leg trick that you did, which I think kind of is a part of, oh. <laughs> of what we're talking about. I, I hope you agree that it is a part yeah. of, kind of an example of what you were talking about. Um, once again, if you're on the podcast, check us out on Instagram, you'll be able to see this leg trick. Uh, it's at it's at uh, about minute 44. Um, so, so show, sh- first of all, show us that that leg trick was it the
1: the one with the kink mount where it's kind of like passing it's between a, the two the or one the bind? Oh yes. Okay. Yep. So, um, I'm I'm gonna post this trick once I'm able to get it clean. But uh-huh. if you're able to go from that, <laughs> like, <that's> pretty good. <laughs> it's just using I forget whose trick it is, but it's where you're in a kink mount, the one yo yo bounces on its initial string and it shoots the other yo-yo over and mm-hmm. you can keep passing the yo-yos back kinda like you're juggling with them. Yeah. But if you use your leg to bounce the yo-yos back, then you can just keep doing that over and over again, which is a fun way to incorporate your body into three
0: A tricks, which is something that a lot of players don't always do. Yeah, definitely. Um and so that is I mean what you're doing is you're doing the trick, literally I mean, reversing it. Doing yep. it on the other side, reversing that one more time, and then because it's a symmetrical trick, you can just keep doing that. Indefinitely. Yes. And it looks like hey, exactly. So
1: <laughs> yeah, it um, goes back and forth. It's uh, kind of like a coral coral, but not being in a coral coral mount. That's where you take that mov- movement of the momentum and you use it in a different trick.
0: Yeah. So, how how long did it take you to, first of all, come up with that and then, <laughs> like, be able to execute it cleanly, which yeah. I only hit it on two rounds and then missed it. But that to me is still <laughs> totally clean because like, <laughs> that once yeah. is unbelievable. And I'm sure you can do it multiple rounds. But how long did it take you to, to build up that?
1: Yeah, so I recently graduated from college. And once I did, I've kind of been on like this really awesome, creative Um, thought train the past few months of Mm -hmm. being able to dedicate a lot more of my brain power to it. Um, So my tricks lately have been, I'll be yo-yoing at work during my lunch break or just whatever my 10 minutes are. And then I have, I try to build tricks off of one little element and see how many times I can incorporate that specific element, but in the different mounts with one yo-yo behind or swapping them, doing them from dismounting the wrong way, that type of thing. And seeing how many different ways I can go from Korokoro Koro into Kink Mountain and then back into the Korokoro Koro type thing.
0: Definitely. And
1: then I'll be I'll probably brainstorm a trick like about a week and a half or so before I'm able to come up with something that I'm satisfied with to seven degree and then I'll build elements around it that kind of look similar. Okay. And then it takes me a few weeks to get all that down, you know, depending on how much I yo yo. Okay.
0: That's awesome, so it, it, um, it, it one one little thing I wanted to take from from that is that it, it's a development process, right yeah, it's oh, on single on a single element and then putting it through all of those permutations that we're talking about of like how do I take this concept and put it into different things mm-hmm. would that be about
1: right? yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And it is important to keep in mind when you yoyo that it's never an end-all, be-all process. Like, it's always going to be dynamic. You know, you're always going to be building awkward tricks, or ideally you are. You know, that's what (laughs) it's all
0: about, is continuing to create and that kind of thing. Yeah. So then with that specific trick, what would be something of, like, that led you into that? yeah so that trick i
1: or like started... what concept were you playing with almost so I was playing with um being in a kink mount and having one yo-yo in a trapeze and the other is in an undermount, yeah, and the idea is like if you swing the undermounted yo-yo around the one that's just in a trapeze that it goes into a coral coro. okay, and then what if you do that backwards, you know where the yo-yo comes over and you come it back into an undermount and a trapeze mm. just by following the same motion, but reversing your footsteps kind of
0: I see so it's it it was it was playing with that as an idea and then what were maybe some other things that while you were playing with that concept what maybe other things did you come up with along the way if you can remember any of them
1: yeah yeah definitely I actually want to make a video edit of this because it's really cool Uh because I have a lot of tricks where you go from the coral coral mount and then you can go into different mounts from there. Like you can right. go into a kink mount. You can go into both yoyos under mounted, both yoyos in a trapeze, one on each side, and then reverse. Yeah. Because in theory, the way that you are dismounting the coral coral, you can do it where there's a kink, and then you can just move your hand to catch it in a different way. Yeah. So that just creates like four different ways to, add, to transition from your coral coral into a different trick. So I've been trying to incorporate Korokoro as like this main transitional part of my tricks where if I can get the trick into Korokoro, I can transition it into a different trick.
0: So using yeah. it as the Lego piece to move between what I want to do. So that made me think about just the way of you talking about creating of an edit that's not a series of random tricks that look cool, but mm-hmm. it once again has a concept of intention behind it of like, I want to show all the different things that you can do with this kink mount Koro Koro transition and then systematically show each one. That, um, if you ever heard me, or anybody who's following me, if you ever heard me talk about uh, Vulcan Tech Gospel, it's a. Oh, I have not. You haven't heard about that. So that is a poi concept, which a mm-hmm. lot of like. like uh, let me forget everything I know about poi for a second. Here we go. So, <laughs> a sure. lot of this stuff of like okay. transitions between these two trips, for example. Mm-hmm. All of this is sort of within Ah not that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sort of within uh, Vulcan Tech Gospel, which is the concept of brief, very brief. This is the same time in the same direction. This okay. is the same time opposite direction. Uh, this is ah. direction. And then there's That's awesome uh, uh, one more which I can't think of it, might be opposite time, uh, split time, opposite direction. Um, yeah. The point being, that concept and that whole philosophy emerged after these toy spinners got together at a place called the Vulcan, uh, which was like a, an artist compound, and they Very started cool. posting these uh, videos on the internet. And they were like, here's doing a flower in uh, same time, same direction here's and so they just systematically posted each variation mm-hmm. that they came up with. And that initiated this whole new way of thinking about Poi. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and Heck yeah. like all Poi spinners now know, oh, Vulcan tech gospel. I know what that is because that was the <laughs> so, Yeah. So just for Yo-Yoers to understand that that kind of stuff exists of mm-hmm. like, if you put in that work to make something like that, it could totally 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 change yo-yoing forever. Um and yeah. if you make that knowledge available, which I totally completely encourage you to do, like <laughs> like that stuff gets used and is is so important um and more yo-yoers should do that. Big time. And look into reading more about that cuz that's yo-yo theory. That's the stuff that I love. Um yeah.
1: It's good stuff. Yeah. And if anybody's listening on the podcast right now, definitely check it out—the uh, like the live stream video, so you can see those boy tricks to know what we're talking about. Yes, Ross
0: made them look really pretty. So uh, we're out. at one hour twenty-two is the timestamp, but that yeah, no, that will be the timestamp nice. of the actual video because I started these from time. Add five minutes, and oh, like, forty seconds to the time that I said last at the last timestamp that I mentioned. Um, everything from here on out will be the correct timestamp. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so. And it looks like Kieran's from, calling it the trick matrix, which is a
1: fun way to put it.
0: Yes. It's the, <laughs> it's the thing behind everything. Yes. I actually, I call that metaphysical, the metaphysics of yo-yoing. Uh, <laughs> of like these patterns exist out there. But mm-hmm. you have, it's hard to conceptualize them because it's almost like, it's almost like how mathematical functions exist, but you don't really see them until they're on paper. Um, so, so, uh, uh what are we getting at here? I totally oh, I wanted to say thank you for the compliment about my voice spinning. Yeah, no, I love it. It's and so cool to watch. Absolutely. Thank you. Um yeah. I'm not the best voice spinner. Go look up a lot of other voice spinners. Uh they're all very good. Uh Chris Kelly is a very good voice Chris to Kelly work. is amazing. So yes. Good. Um, <laughs> uh and also String Theory with a one and an underscore. Oh, the, the one, the I is a one and there's an underscore between them. Um, I'm totally forgetting his name, but he's my good, good friend. <laughs> his name is Corey Sutton and he's a very good boy cool. uh, spinner. Um, right on. So those are two places, incredible places to start. Uh, it yeah. inspired me a lot. Um, now, what did I want to hit on after this? Oh, is that <laughs> in that leg trick? Something that makes it work. So if I hit let me let me do a, a lower down shot, if I'm doing yeah. it and I have my yo-yo spinning this way and I make it bump into my leg, then it flies off axis. And yes. if I have it spinning this way, which in, in kind of my yo yo notation is a negative spin, which is you think of it as a breakaway, um, oh. then it works. And it stays on axis. Yeah. And I can do it a few times. Uh, So positive spin goes off axis, negative spin goes on axis and I mean it didn't that time but it normally does. (laughs) Yes. So something that you're doing is you are hitting those yo-yos off of one leg and then the other one off the other leg and the other one off the first Mm -hmm. leg and then the other one off the other leg and what makes that work is that in 3A and this blew my mind, the yo-yos are spinning (laughs) opposite directions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, it's really cool to play around with that i love that so so much what what effect can that have on um on maybe other 3a tricks and is there anything else that you've played around with that takes advantage of that fact
1: um probably rejections would be a good way to play with that um i haven't gotten into too many that are really cool but Like being able to do magic drops on both side, I think would be really sweet. Um, Just being able to implement that. And then if you're able to get one yo-yo involved with the other yo yos string, and then doing a magic drop with the reverse string. So it's rejecting the way it normally would, but it's a different string than it normally uses, Mm -hmm. would also be really cool. That's just the kind of thing that takes a lot of brain power that I have not sat
0: down to think about. (laughs) You gotta talk with Luna. She she's all brain power. <laughs> I should.
1: <laughs> I really should.
0: Honestly, like with your concepts and and, and your problem solving ability, and then <laughs> adding on Luna's concepts and problem solving ability, you'll have like super powered three A <laughs> abilities. Um. So, so definitely uh, of rejections, and uh, I, I would imagine also like uh, it'd be a big thing in gyro flops. Mm, uh, yeah. Because I know that spin has a, a big impact on those. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just for the listeners, there's something to think about is like play with the different spins. Cause that's one more thing. It's one more permutation to change of yeah. like, you've got your mouth, you go. you've got your spin directions. Uh, you've got what hands doing what, um, and then all the patterns and then going through forwards and going through backwards. So like all these different things starts to make a totally like just you can do <laughs> anything. It's a beautiful
1: little ecosystem of yo-yoing, you know, everything yeah. can rely on itself and
0: another thing. It's all got its niche. It's almost like a like this is kind of the answer to a question that I wanted to get to, which is like, how do you make 3A look like 1A? Mm. and it's this is the answer it's <laughs> you have all of those options to yeah go through and so that you can start to choose between the different ones mm-hmm. um what it's about straying away from that like you're in your mountain you do your trick
1: and make yeah. it into taking all these pieces you can plug in and do whenever you want to because that's what yoyoung should be it should be liberation not confinement to your box that you created for yourself
0: i definitely like... agree and I almost think three is so intimidating to people. It might be easier than people think it is. Except when I learned corocoro, I thought that I learned it. Yeah. Because I thought that that was the trick was corocoro. <laughs> but like in one A, I know that Eli Hop is not one trick. It's because I can do <laughs> an Eli Hop from a breakaway, and that's a different trick yeah. than an Eli Hop from a straight throw and then I can do Eli hops out to the right. Um, and then I can do yeah. like downwards. And I can start to add like, like almost a seasick Eli hop. And I start- love that one. That looks very pretty. Oh, that's, that's some stuff that Anthony inspired. Um, <laughs> and so then you can start to do those on like every axis. <laughs> and so you have yeah. all this different stuff. Uh, we're at timestamp <laughs> Uh uh so you have all those different options. And I intuitively get that for 1A, but what you're almost proposing is the same thing for 3A of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like I was saying before, 3A is so intimidating that maybe you learn Koro Koro once and then you think you know Koro Koro, but that's not true. You know one of the many permutations of the Koro Koro verse.
1: Yes, definitely. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um I just want to touch on this question that Jordan asked about um, doing that trick with a positive spin, um, but with opposite legs. So like doing the same trick I was doing, but with front style throws. Um, I mean, I think it would be possible. The thing about that when you're using a different way that the yo-yo is spinning is that it's more likely to bind when you're doing a trick. Like, cause when I do that trick, it's in a normal like trapeze type mount. So the yo-yos are more likely to shoot back to my hand. Um, if you look at a trick that I posted, I captioned it solo ham, it's this three a trick where both yo-yos are thrown from a front style, but in a way that it's across my body. So they're both spinning opposite from each other still. And by doing that, I can do a trick that normally wouldn't be possible where I pass both yoyos and an undermount to the other side because the yo-yos would bind if it was in a normal breakaway throw. But by using that front style spin, let lets me do that trick in the under mount without having the idea to shoot back and hurt me in the hands, you know? So it's possible. It's just
0: way, way harder. <laughs> <laughs> and that comment was about, like, doing a positive spin but with the opposite leg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then that would end up being more difficult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, darn but i'm glad you at least tried it and experimented um right yeah there's also the you could like almost turn around oh yeah definitely because now they're spinning doing
1: it like on the other side oh oh like that having it be in a reverse like an inverse
0: that could be oh
2: (laughs) there's so much (laughs) much. yeah
0: (laughs) i really feel like you just unlocked so much of three for me (laughs) Uh, that's awesome I want to yeah. play with it so much more now so yeah so that'll get me into so here's one thing is mm-hmm. what does just one question that I wrote down before that I want to ask and I think we've touched on it but specifically what does improvisation in 3a look like to you Ooh. without me jumping in and <laughs> throw okay
1: in that's an interesting one to think about because when you improv in 3a it's Not gonna look very nice. Um, (laughs) Timing is (laughs) timing is pretty important. Um, Like I've noticed that anytime I do try to just like throw some yo-yos around like into mounts, um, it's just kind of like using direction changes a lot to like go back and forth, and it's just changing a lot of momentum instead of using the momentum that the yo-yo has. Uh Um, But just kind of messing around in three a it feels very silly because you have to like focus on both sides and try to do something different with both sides. You're not trying to like mimic the yo-yo motion with the other side, you know, if you're like trying to freestyle and just have some fun. Um, It's a lot of mounting and unmounting and that kind of thing, which seems to be where the 3A trend is moving these days is um, like, I think this one Hajime trick is what really changed it for a lot of people. It's kind of like um, doing, I forget what the 5A trick is, but when you have the counterweight spinning and then the yo-yo's in a trapeze and you're like doing hops with it or like 1A type type tricks with the Mm. counterweight spinning in front of you, it's like that kind of thing, but using both yo-yos. So both yo-yos are like spinning around you and you're bouncing them off and mounting them and unmounting them. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of where 3A has been heading these days is a lot of really quick mounting and unmounting in different permutations.
0: Something I was seeing there was timing because yes. you're and you even mentioned it of like one yo-yo is going around at, at at one speed and then the other yo-yo is doing its own elements at probably exactly half the speed because they're landing mm-hmm. in place at the same time and yeah it only happened like oh there I, I went to half so this was going full <laughs> of the speed here let me try to there. So so that's what the yoyos are sort of doing in terms of timing is one is going half the speed to be able to get to the same point as the other at the same time. So is that a limiting you kind of mentioned that as a limiting factor for your improvisation? Mm -hmm. Um, how, how does that play into it? And maybe is there a way that you could remedy that? Ooh,
1: um, and I mean, maybe like, you definitely could. I think something that would help solve that would be being equally skilled in both your dominant and non-dominant hands Mm -hmm. because with timing you can really see a lot of which hand the three A player is dominant in like a lot of my tricks where one yo-yo is moving a bit faster than the other um, for that timing aspect is like the right hand yo-yo is definitely doing way more tricks than the Uh left-handed yo-yo while the left hand yo-yo is maybe like mounting once or twice while the right hand yo-yo is doing like some one and a half mount rail
0: combo type thing got it yeah so it's it's knowing enough with both hands that one can be almost the the dominant hand while the other one is sort of just going around doing something
1: and then being able to
0: switch them yes exactly and that comes down to the
1: whole permutation thing again of like being able to do it on one side and then the other and being able to do a movement that you would normally do on one side but do it on the other
0: and then see mm-hmm. where that gets you you know got you so this is i think that's a really good place to to pause on the theory because that is i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how we can get much more than that is that that's really like where that is the state that the art is in <laughs> of yeah. like that's where we're at so anyone listening feel free to build up from there because please do I would love to see it because we gotta we got and that's the thing to work on is be perfect in both hands for the look mm-hmm. and then start to mess with those mounting and unmounting within that um, yeah wow okay so <laughs> I'm very happy with that yeah we, that's awesome I, I'm not I'm not ready to conclude though because we got oh no I, definitely I got more stuff um, <laughs> I'm here to play so oh yeah let's do it I love it. Um, you mentioned Oh, first of all, as a little aside, uh, something I wanted to say in the intro is that uh, you were in, I used to run these things called trickster competitions. It was the first iteration that eventually turned into Ilinx, Um mm-hmm. And we had a little blue icon and I annoyingly posted it all the time. on your. <laughs> and you were one of the first people to come and support that. Um, and you were in a few of the competitions. I sure uh, was, <laughs> and so I just wanted to thank you for that. Of like, oh yeah, that was so much fun. I
1: didn't remember it at all until you brought it up in our conversation yesterday, and then I was like, oh my god, that's so awesome! Like, <laughs> thank you for doing those.
0: I I was glad for you to be in the. Oh, that, they were really fun. Um, I I almost wish that we would have had a pandemic back then because then <laughs> the real scales.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. That,
0: Definitely, I, I made my first yo-yo for that, uh, which was the caffeine, which I've just mm. sold the last batch of. So, oh, congratulations! Um, yeah, That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was. Yeah. The <laughs> Thank you for that. Shout oh, out yeah. to anyone who's been uh, who 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 ever did one of those competitions, and also anyone who voted for Aaliyah back then. Um, Thank you. <laughs> when she was continuing. I got through a couple of rounds. It was fun.
1: Did you ever win
0: one? Did I don't you-
1: think so. No, I got to like. The second to last round, I think one time, and then I lost to somebody. But it was all in good fun, you know. I enjoyed it. Hey, second
0: place is good. Oh, it's it's not like those seated to anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me there's no like next level trickster match that I (laughs) oh no no (laughs) I did want to do like a contest of champions, but it like petered out at that point, and no one cared. (laughs) That's fair. I think (laughs) everyone was like, yeah, whatever. So. Anyway, I think now um, would be a good time. People are always really hungry for yo-yo content. Absolutely. Um, I, I, yo yoings on the upswing right now of like just I, so many more people are, I think, buying yo-yos or maybe just people have more money laying around and they're like, oh, I got to grab more yo-yos. And then once you get yo yos <laughs> you got to consume more yo-yo content. So there's an audience for it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, There definitely is.
1: Speaking of I want to touch on this comment that my friend Dom commented. Um, I gave him a yo yo a little bit ago because he was really interested in it. Yeah. And he's saying that his overall happiness has tremendously improved because of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that I want everybody to have access for and be able to try out because like Dom, like myself, like you, I'm sure yo yoing has greatly improved the quality of my life. And It's really awesome to see other people starting to dive into that and show interest
0: in it. Oh, a couple little things on that is first of all, making content like you're talking about of, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of, I mean, whether it's a company or, or videos that like show people how to do something and empower them to be able to do it better is so important. Like if you know something, it is almost your duty to go and teach it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like that's honestly why I keep making these. Is like I feel like I've thought a lot about <laughs> different things, and I want to make sure those ideas get out there. Um, along with the the guests that I talk to, and in yeah. your case, if you have some three A thing and some theory on it that can make things work, is uh, I I'm just like telling you, you gotta make those videos. <laughs> I want to learn. Yeah. And other I've people been. can then go in and and know those things, and that's like that's what keeps everything moving forward.
1: Definitely. It's that like buildup of cultural knowledge that people are able to continue continue to expand upon after years and years. And that's how Mm -hmm. things like yo-yoing get to where they do is because all these people have taught or learned other (laughs) things. And then those have been just slowly building up and implementing. I think that's why juggling tricks are so cool is because of how rich the history is and how long it's been around. People are able to just create so much based on things that other people have created in the past. Uh, that's
0: what yeah. I love talking about is like juggling has been around for actual millennia.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Magic also. I, yes. Because I definitely. know more about it. The first well distributed book on magic came out in the 1600s. It was called the, the Discovery of Witchcraft. Then maybe I think 100 years later, there was another book called Hocus Pocus Jr. And, <laughs> and so. Those awesome. are magic books from the 1600s. And then since then, there's now, I think, more magic books written than on any other subject in the world. So oh, that's awesome. the point there is that magicians are super successful and can get, you can go be a magician, like a professional magician. That's a job title you can have. You can't really yeah. do that yet. And mm. I think part of the reason, I mean, you can if you're like being a Duncan ambassador, but yeah. I think part of the reason is... Yo-yos as we know them now have existed for 20 years. And that's it. Pretty young. It's not the 1600s, it's the <laughs> 1990s. <Yeah>. So <laughs> yeah. like that is a 300 year difference. And then there was thousands of years before that that magic had to grow. So yes, definitely. it is on us to be able <laughs> to start making that stuff and that foundational knowledge mm-hmm. that will get passed down. we're we're
1: the pioneers of yo-yo right now like everyone that's been yo-yoing for the past 30 years developing Mm yo-yo is all going to be like if you're interested in yo-yo history going to be like very influential people because they're like just changing the way it's done every single day absolutely
0: like complete like the people that are just like in the game right now, might feel like, oh, there's so many yo-yos. There's no way I'll ever be a- good at it or worth anything because I'm I'm not winning competitions. You don't have to be doing that. You can be thinking about it and just like working on, like we were saying earlier, working on the thing that you're good at and mm-hmm. just at that slowly and remembering that like this is the beginning of a very very long history. Um, yes. So this is a this is a baby. This is a big <laughs> sport. This game got started yesterday. Yeah, uh, straight up. Uh, all of this is just a gestational period. And even mm-hmm. just looking at between like 2006, 2009 is when Kentaro Oh, was my God. Very, like yeah. Like 12 years ago or something. So it's stark, the difference. Yeah. Um, and, and going <laughs> from that to Hajime in 2015, which was six years after yeah so crazy <laughs> just to yeah uh-huh. playing off that
1: idea i think it is important for yo-yoers right now to not get lost in other people's yo-yoing you know like i don't know about you but i don't yo-yo so i can yo-yo like other people do and it's totally fine if you do you know we all start somewhere but yeah i think yo-yo truly makes an impact on people when you start doing it like you do like implementing a part of yourself into your tricks and your style and mm-hmm. truly creating something rather than mimicking something it's That's where it's the magic that starts
0: it's that intent yep yeah definitely oh what a good little what a good little nugget <laughs> just find whatever that intention is and stick with it oh um, yeah right <laughs> we just got asked to have a yo-yo off. <laughs> maybe good maybe to towards the money? end of this, I'll do a, a podcast button, and then I'll do a yo-yo off just between us for the people watching live. <laughs> um, uh, which, by the way, if you are listening to this live, go look up Kill Your Yo-Yo on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, any podcast app, and follow it and rate it. That helps so much. And tell your friends about this um, because we do these every every other week, so so please 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 share this and and make this well known because I, I think this stuff is really important. If you didn't just I catch think so the last well, five yeah. to ten minutes, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, clearly I'm passionate about this. Uh,
1: I think that's something that's important to bring up because Gus asked us to do a yo-yo battle is like I personally don't think anybody is better or worse than other yo yoers You know, we're all just different. I think that obviously better or worse is subjective and that's shooting your values into something that's inherently like objective like yo-yo is something that you watch and observe and you're like oh that looks nice and then somebody else does something you're like oh that also looks nice it doesn't have to be a comparative all the time which I think is the fault of our culture that we compare ourselves to other people and to other things When we are
0: all just people who are doing things and we all do things differently. And that's yeah. okay. Is, is the Mona Lisa better than starry night? <laughs> oh, no. Aaliyah got frozen. Oh, no. Oh, she's back. She's back. You're Woo-hoo. good. Um, <laughs> cool. But yeah, I mean, obviously the reason I bring that up is we're just doing art and art is meaningless. For example, no joke is yes. actually funny. Uh, like seriously no joke is funny until you do it in front of an audience and they laugh the art is in the audience's reaction and it's the impact that it has on an audience um magic isn't real that's another perfect example magic isn't real we all know that but if you go to a magic show suddenly it starts happening because it's happening in your mind it's not that yeah. the, the magician is doing real magic it's that they're doing things that make it appear that magic is happening to you mm-hmm. it only happens in your head big time because it can't actually happen obviously so anyway,
2: <laughs> perfect yeah, example
0: yeah, that's, there. that's huge and so the goodness of a yo-yo doesn't exist their impact on you does and that's the Ooh. Only- yeah um, that's good stuff oh yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot nice. of this is based on stuff i've read in in magic books so like uh, if anyone's interested in that, scripting magic is a really good one. Um, uh, any anything written by Juan Tamarez is, is really, really, really good. Um, oh God, there's so much. There's so much good magic content out there. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Maximum Entertainment is a book written for mm-hmm. mentalists and magicians, but so important for yo like cool. that, you could literally read it. There's no magic taught in it, but there's a lot of theory of like how to be a good performer. And was so much for from Maximum Entertainment uh, 2.0 by Ken Weber. I might be wrong there, I might have his name wrong, but I think it's Ken <laughs> Weber. So, anyway, cool. look that up. That's a good, good, good book
1: covering it. Yeah, thank of- you for the suggestions. I'm gonna have to write these down, like, listen back to
0: the podcast and check them all out. That sounds yeah. dope uh and showmanship for magicians by dario Fitzky is another one um and for uh domdo it was maximum entertainment 2.0 uh i've only read the first one but he he did a rewrite and very that cool was great so um yeah that, those are really good things to look into and just thinking about yo-yoing as a performance art which i think also kind of covers a lot of what we were talking about yeah um so yeah, you use your yo-yo to channel what you think into the yo-yo: Yeah, yes. <laughs> that reminded me yesterday you brought up the idea that um, that we are we are oh God, now this is getting like deep, this is getting philosophical. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget it. how you phrased it, but it, it was like we are our reactions to our thoughts. Could oh, you yes. go back through that? Yeah, definitely. And um, then we'll find a way to stitch it into your drawing somehow. <laughs> <of art. laughs>
1: oh, it's always, yeah, you can always stitch things like this back in the yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people in today's society get caught up in their thoughts and like thinking that they are the thoughts that they're having, like, oh, I'm worried about this thing, so I must be a worried person or like really care about that thing. When in reality, the way that you actually are as a human being is how you react to those kinds of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the thoughts that we inherently have can be just intrusive things that we've seen, things that are really dumb, just like a first thing that comes to your head, you know, like a lot of people when they're driving will have some terrible intrusive thought like, oh, what if I just ran my car into the middle of the intersection at a red light type of thing? And You aren't that person. You're not the one that's having that intrusive thought. You're the way that you react to that thought. You're the person that you're able to look at those thoughts and be like, I'm not sure if I'm going to hold on to this one. And you just let it go. You watch it float on by and wait for the next one to come. So you get to really like pick and choose what kind of thoughts you want to have by holding on to the ones that you enjoy more and letting the ones you don't let go yeah and i think that a way you can stitch that into yo-yo is like getting caught up in watching so many other people's tricks and then kind of subconsciously yo-yoing like them like i know that when i watch a lot of 1a videos all of a sudden i'm starting to do really meta type tricks like things that you would see in a competition that are scoring really high yeah but if you like take a step back and think about your intention about why you're doing those things, then you can really start to see that those tricks aren't your tricks. They're things that you are imitating. And then you can start to unravel that and break it down into all these different layers and abstract it and pick and choose the ones that you want. Take all the elements that you enjoy and create this beautiful style that's your own.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree that uh, yo-yoing like Meta is the same as driving your car into the middle of an intersection. (laughs) has an equal impact on society.
1: Have
0: that. No, but I I clearly, definitely agree with you. Um, uh, As another example, there's a a Robin Williams joke, which I'm not gonna say it and it's not, I I mean, I'm gonna say it and it's not gonna be funny, but when he does, it's hilarious, so watch all of his material, (laughs) but he was like, you ever go up to the the top of a building and you look off the side, it's a tall building, and there's that little voice in your head that goes, jump. it's that feeling. And we all have that feeling. Um, And, and we, you know, we have a billion thoughts a day. And, and Mm -hmm. the idea is, is not of like, so the things that we watch, like you were saying, are going to influence us a lot. Uh, Yeah. If uh, if you put a a child on a building, their, their first thought isn't going to be, I'm going to jump off, it's gonna be, wow, what a cool view. But then once they get older, and they start learning about like, the dark, realities of society and that some people yeah. have, have those thoughts they might be like they get to the top of the building and they that thought comes back and they're like oh wait why would I do that I'm not going to clearly they I'm not going to do that but why is that mm-hmm. thought there suddenly and it's maybe because they got influenced from society like, watching some movie and yeah. obviously that doesn't mean that horror movies are going to make people murderers but no it gives definitely you a series of thoughts I'm gonna yeah. get off of the topic of suicide and bring it to yo Yes, <laughs> if you're watching meta videos and that's all that you're seeing, and you're just playing that into your head and watching those over and over and over, then mm-hmm. you're gonna start to maybe get influenced by that. And mm-hmm. if I'm here and I've been watching a lot of videos from like the 20, uh, I don't know, 13 to 17 era, maybe mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Oh, I can hit it up here. And if I'm here and I've been watching Kiyuki Suzuki from like 2009 or something, then I'm going (laughs) to go. Yeah. And if I only watch uh, TikTok yo yoing, uh, then, and I'm once again in double or nothing, then I'm going to go, oh, I can tilt it off axis. And now. (laughs) So (laughs) do a. DNA helix fine. Exactly. So. So the things that you're watching impact what you're doing and your reaction, you are not those tricks, but your reaction to how you interpret them and having a wider base so that you can choose is super, super important for any. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Um, that's huge. Definitely. Uh, uh, We had a comment of, uh, about how do you both feel of what a dash RT, which is Jensen, Jensen, and Charles's company uh brought to the table in yo-yoing. And uh I just say watch that one video where J- uh Charles pretends to be competing and that video alone like changed my entire philosophy of yo yoing. I was like, Oh right. Yeah the contests are dumb. <laughs> yes, yeah, very arbitrary.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I think you know Charles and Jensen have been around for a long time and have been influencing the way people yo-yo for a long time because people see it and then they go, oh, well that's clearly like an individual expression of how they feel. And then people wanna replicate that emotion that's being transferred through the yo-yo. So they're, they're artists, you know, we all are. And it's really cool to see the way that those tricks have been influencing people and the types of yo-yos that they wanna use and that kind of thing too.
0: It's a hundred percent I agree about like the fact that they're art like they make it very clear that they are doing it for art and for art's sake, both in the name of the company uh the fact that like they didn't make the canvas that was that was still the c o i w right
1: yeah yeah
0: c o i w but that was definitely the first a r t yo yo like really like Yeah, that That was the the beginning of it all. What was that? That was the beginning of the kind of their... Yeah. Like, clearly his philosophy had been formed at that time, and he was like, oh, I'm just going to start making big, wide-open spaces on the side to paint. Um, So, like, literally the yo-yos themselves are art. Uh, Yes. The videos that they make about them are art, and Mm -hmm. their whole... Like, they're just two guys who live in (laughs) the house, and Charles does stand-up. Like... Yep. (laughs) Just like, dude. One other thing that this is making me think of was there was a video of Jensen taking the. I think he won worlds with a North Star. Yeah. Uh, and there was a video where he took that North Star and threw it, like, I want to say, <laughs> off a cliff into a big body of water. Yeah, he, was, and, he threw it into a lake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first watched that, that was back when the North Star was my main throw. And. <laughs> I I watched that as like a, a young yo yo thinking that contests were everything, which, by the yeah. way, I don't like the format of contests. Competitors are wonderful. And I, I love all the people um, uh, of yo-yoing and all the people who spend time organizing those. They're so good. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like the, the format that it currently is. But that's its own topic. Uh, For sure. Yeah. But... When I was really thinking that contests were all that there was in yo-yoing, I saw that and I was like, "Why would he do that with a, <laughs> such an expensive twenty-five dollars yeah. expensive <laughs> yo-yo? Why would he? Re- also, it has so much sentimental value. And the point? What? Like that was exactly the point. Now I look yes. back and I'm like, "Oh, clearly I understand why he's doing that. And mm-hmm. now I have a yo-yo called called kill Your Yo-Yo,' and that's part <laughs> of the reason. Is like, yeah, your yo-yo does not matter." um at all which only makes sense if you're an artist like your paintbrushes don't matter at all it's Mm -hmm. it's the effect it ends up having on your art um, on your audience
1: yeah yeah that's a really good way to put it that video i remember watching it as well and being like dang i would never throw a yo-yo i used to win worlds into a body of water like that (laughs) but uh, now that i've grown up i honestly love the message that it's sending of letting yourself go from Things that you're known for and being who you want to be, you know, not the expectations of who you are. Completely.
0: That's the that's the one company that I'm like, yeah, buy as many yoyos as you want from them because they're not <laughs> they're not making it for money. They're making it <laughs> to, to to make something great. Um, I've never actually thrown an ART yo-yo, but I would love to.
1: Yeah, I've never I, owned one, but anytime I throw one, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I enjoy
0: this. Yeah. Interesting classic shapes. So I hope oh, yeah. that answers that. Uh, <laughs> that <comment>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> any any other things to toss in on on that point? Um, not that I can think of no. So something I wanted to dive into is you were talking about yesterday, thinking about making a a series of videos, and yeah. we mentioned one, which is that systematic breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. Was that the video that you were talking about, or? Did you know all... that was a that was a different one. Okay. Um, so along
1: with the whole I've not I've had I've been having more time to think about the things that I enjoy. Um, thinking about how I can create more of a visual representation of yo-yo and creating videos about 3A like just kind of brainstorming things that I've got going right now. I want to make a like an intro to 3A video that covers all of the things that one would need to know to get started in this style that people seem to not want to even begin to approach because it sounds difficult to them and just breaking it down so it becomes more accessible and easy to them. So things about string and your yo-yo setup and things that we covered in the beginning of this podcast, essentially, and just being able to break that all down in a way that's easy for people to understand and just increase the amount of 3A players out there because the more 3A players there are, the more beautiful tricks we get to watch. Yes, And I love the idea of that. So that's one of the videos. And then another one that I wanna make um, is just a bunch of different entrances into Koro Koro. Like, cause essentially it's throwing a trapeze over from one yo-yo onto the other yo-yo and using the other yo-yo as the finger for it. So mm. how many different ways can you get into that? And I think there's a lot more than people would think. Um, I mean, I can do some examples here as I talk about other ideas, but yeah, that's one of the videos I want to make just as like a
0: time stamp
1: influence times one hour, 38 minutes and 45 seconds for people uh, listening. Yeah, there you go. Um, so there's that video I want to make where it's just like a coral coral where you like throw it over, do a couple rolls, and then it cuts to another coral coral, where it's just some different kind of mountain entirely. And then another video that I want to make that'll probably be a shorter one than these two is just the, the trick that I feel like has really changed my thoughts around 3A is the going from a Koro Koro into a kink and then back into the Koro Koro mm-hmm. and then having it be like a fade overlay of all the different ways that the yo-yo can go from that Koro Koro. So you can see them all happen simultaneously from the one mount. Wow, Um, I think that'd be really cool to watch. So
0: (laughs) that would be really, really neat.
1: Um, It's it's on the way. This weekend is the first weekend I've had off in a while. So hopefully I'll be able to go outside somewhere pretty and do something like that.
0: That would be amazing. Um, Yeah. I'm, I honestly want to do a similar thing of building up from the fundamentals, but for one a, but that would be really neat to, I, I mean, I want you to make those literally because <laughs> I want to learn that way. Yeah, because that's kind of how you need to learn. It's mm-hmm. which this is something I've talked about a lot of like tricks don't really exist. Uh, they are, <laughs> they're one person's thing that they did, um, which is sort of what I was talking about earlier of like my Koro Koro isn't the Koro, Koro It's the one that I learned. Um, yeah. And so tricks and yo-yoing don't really exist. It's it's a process like there's yeah. techniques and there's fundamentals and you can connect them in different ways like Lego blocks, but mm-hmm. the tricks themselves like skin, the gerbil. I don't even know that trick, but <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a routine. It's something that someone did once and they said, this is now skin the gerbil and like, <laughs> yeah. there's no point that that is that trick. It's just right? what started, it's a meme. It's what appeared on a trick ladder and they started <laughs> like doing it everywhere. So like, that's a hilarious
1: name for a yo-yo. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my friend Dom, who's in the chat right now, is actually oh. learning skin the gerbil. So that's really funny that you brought that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, don't bother. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm just a haggard old man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My my, philosoph- <laughs> it it. They're great to to learn when you're starting out, but eventually mm-hmm. you you start going. Oh, I can just go. Uh, uh, you know combine my own stuff together and take the elements from skin the gerbil mm-hmm. and you go oh now this element can lead to this and then you start getting into the stuff that Ali and I have been talking yes. about yes um, so this is of course like a more advanced mm-hmm. approach but I think I, I'd like to experiment with when these things exist of when people have made resources that teach things from the fundamentals instead of from a trick oriented perspective, then Mm -hmm. I think maybe that'll have a a, a different impact on on how people learn. And maybe people will start to learn faster. I think that they will because they'll they'll have that theory from the start. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my opinion. And first you (laughs) gotta make the stuff and then try it. Right? Yeah. You do yours over mine. We'll meet up in 10 years and see what happens.
1: Uh, <laughs> there you go, when we're ripe age of mid thirties, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: we'll still be going strong,
1: oh yeah, I don't think I could ever stop yo-yoing honestly, I've done it every day since I started, and yeah it's been in my life as much as possible, you know, like I always think about it, and I always have one on me mm-hmm. that's how you I'm know it's gonna be
0: there that you really okay. love something, yeah <laughs> it's uh it, it's, I mean, sort of my background, started magic, went to juggling. I couldn't do either of them because you need so much in your pockets. And, yeah. I mean, now I know that you can do cards and coins, and I now have those all the time <laughs> with me. Thankfully, But the yo-yo, I was really into juggling at the time, and the yo-yo lets you do so much in such a tiny amount of space mm-hmm. that, I'm like... Ooh. So, do you normally carry around a 3A pair? <laughs> um, So,
1: I... Yeah, I normally do. Um, whenever I'm going somewhere where I'll have the time to play 3A. because wow. I don't just do it when I walk away. I'll have my backpack with me and I have them in my backpack. Like okay. when I was in school walking to and from classes, I'd always have them with me, you know, do them between classes. And now at work, when I have a break, I'll break them out and just be seshing in the corner somewhere.
2: Mm.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, yeah,
1: I think especially lately. I've been doing 3A a whole lot more. Um, And so naturally, I've been getting a bit better at it. But 1A is something that I tend to do a lot because it, to me, is kind of an escape from yo-yoing while still yo-yoing, you know? Yeah. I kind of like to always be yo-yoing if I can. And so it's nice to have 1A to have something where I can just do it without having the stress of being like what's the next trick I want to make or yeah, you know, the ease of it too, you know, like 3A can be a little bit tough to juggle when you're playing with it casually. So it's yeah. nice to have 1A to ease that pain.
0: I, I definitely agree with that. I think that's sort of why I've started doing 3A so many times is like I start it and then I'm like, this isn't really relaxing in the way I need it to be. <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm so tense trying to do that. <laughs> which having having a, a a learning style that that covers those fundamentals i think would help a lot with that Definitely. oh i can now explore these different things but it's still you know a higher maintenance style and yeah i always have a 1a with me it's almost why i've stuck with 1a um i i do too i always have a 1a yo-yo with me if there's any beginners listening uh uh it's so important to always have a yo-yo with you like you can yo-yo everywhere literally everywhere yeah where where don't where's like a place that you've been too scared to (laughs) yo-yo
1: a fancy restaurant where my dad tells me to sit down
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah. if it's too fancy yeah (laughs) i've been in line at denny's yo-yoing so definitely yeah like either only go to shitty restaurants or um, <laughs> don't go to fancy <laughs> restaurants. But I, I used to do it between classes. Um, that was, yep. Did you Long ever do that? Yep. Oh,
1: you know it, yeah. People yeah, would no. send Snapchats of me yo-yoing to their friends and then I would hear about it. And I'd be like, I have no idea who that person is. Like that's just some <laughs> random person on campus recording me.
0: <laughs> You'll become famous on Snapchat for <laughs> those three classes, what we're getting at I've, quickly, never, yes. I've never had that happen but mm-hmm. like that that's a little creepy uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean a little bit but I'm also like doing something people don't normally see in public and that's yeah. just kind of putting yourself up for potentially being recorded while not knowing
0: absolutely yeah uh, and I think this almost lends itself to what you were saying yesterday about um like most X Division players are like secretly really good at 1A. I think it's because yeah. 1A is just the lowest maintenance um, style. Mm-hmm. But do you have anything else to say on that? Of, of <laughs> <laughs> everyone being secretly good at 1A? Yeah, um, a little bit. Um,
1: it is really cool to see X Division players being just really quietly good at 1A. Yeah. Um like it's just because you don't ever see them play that style very often like when we got on the call yesterday you didn't even know what my 1a looks like because i just don't really do it that often at in videos or that kind of thing like i've had people i've known for years like talk to me at a yo-yo contest and be like i don't think i ever really watched you play 1a before (laughs) which is kind of a funny thing to think about because I genuinely do spend more time playing 1A than I do 3A. Um, I just think my 3A tricks are a bit cooler than the 1A tricks I can come up with. So Those are usually the ones that I'm sharing, you know. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, 1A is it's good. It's good stuff, you know. Like, you can take elements from 1A pretty easily and incorporate them into other styles because 1A is just so easy to, like, do something completely different than what you would normally do. Uh-huh. You know, like, it, there's a lot more freedom to be creative with 1A because you're not you don't have as many limitations, you know, like with 3A you've got two yo-yos that you have to be moving to make a decent trick and with 1A it's just one straight line with the ball at the end of it that you can do whatever. You can do everything with it. Literally everything. Yeah, it's perfect.
0: It's uh, I love 1A. <laughs> and too. hopefully soon I also will love 3A.
1: <laughs> I hope that for you as well. <laughs> I
0: Oh, I I was able to come up with some this morning. I was like, ah! Uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely agree with what, with yeah. like, being able to carry it around, everything being simpler. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the I almost feel like with the simplicity becomes an ability to explore a little bit easier, at least yes. in the general population. Uh, definitely. Uh, especially because there's just so much content out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, the the magic equivalent is like, there's so let let me just put this oh god I have to bring everything back to magic don't I anyway uh, card magic is like there's so much so many books on card magic and so everyone does Mm -hmm. card magic and so most people hate card magic because that's all there is yeah if you can do like mentalism or something or or one of the other things that isn't just cards then it's Mm -hmm. almost like a relief to the audience and so for yoga Card magic is clearly 1A. Uh, Definitely. It's what everyone starts with. It's what all the fundamentals are based around. And so, like, being able to build up from there and then slowly add in the other stuff is super good. Um, I would agree.
1: Yeah. And something I do want to say about just the capacity that 1A has, you know, I understand that we live in a time of media and internet which is really awesome and good for Mm yo-yo but it can be very saturated yeah you know like I don't want to talk bad about people that post trick circles all the time but sometimes I see a trick circle where their background is like a really messy room and the trick is like a trick that they just learned it's not necessarily polished yet and it's like I'd think to myself, why are you posting this trick if there seems to be little intention thrown into it, you know? Yeah. Like if it, you want it to be a trick that's being shared around, like the trick that you're showing off to people, you know, you can go outside where it's like, the lighting's going to be better, you don't have to worry about cleaning anything up, yeah. and you can just have like a fence background, and that's going to look nicer a lot of the time than a messy room. And I'm more inclined to finish watching your trick if it, has a nice background like that. If you think about the trick a little bit more before you put it out there into the world. but
0: So I almost agree with that. <laughs> I used to agree with that. Uh, Very fair. It is but, a bit of a so, out but, there take. Not so I don't think it's too out there. I think that I like in an ideal world, everyone can have a nice black background and white string. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and three point lighting, um, which like <laughs> But this, I mean, for me, took a lot of time, money, and the privilege of having a garage that's...
1: Oh, not- for sure.
0: If you can't hear it, echo! <laughs> well,
1: I yeah, that's a great setup that. you've gotten there.
0: So, but, but what, something that changed my mind recently, there's a, a kid named Jay. Uh, he's been posting stuff recently. and his. Lighting is not good. Jay, if you're listening, I think you are because you were in here earlier. I love you and I love your tricks. And you have so many more followers than me, it doesn't matter. Uh, so so my point being, like you he, he's often got his backlit. Um mm-hmm. he's got like stuff around, um and he, he posts pretty simple it's it's a lot of the same stuff that he's posting over and over. And yeah, his follower count keeps on going up. And the reason is that he's not posting for yo I don't think. Mm, he's posting for the audience. And it's something yeah. that a lot of the TikTok yo-yoers are doing is they're not a lot of yoyers hate him because they're like, ah, oh, these people are doing the same five tricks. But it's because they're there to perform for people. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like what's in his his comments and also how he uses social media, he like uh, post stuff to his story. He engages with his audience. He goes tag a friend who blah blah blah. Like yeah, which that is all engaging with people as humans and not mm-hmm. and the way that I tend to approach it, which is I am the yo-yo philosopher. Allow me <laughs> to create point <laughs> for sure. yo-yo trick. So I think that that um, if that's what you're going for, if you want to share mm-hmm. stuff with yo yoers, you should do it one way. Um, yeah which is like like Brian Figueroa is a perfect example. He'll post a, an idea that's been clearly thought through. He'll do it in a beautiful mm-hmm. place. Um, maybe he'll slow-mo it to make something more clear. Uh, yeah. That great contrast with the background and a string so you can see it. Um, but if you want a bunch of followers who aren't yo-yoers, um, yeah. then engage like a social media star and do whatever you want. <laughs> Yes. That is true. It goes back to your intention and what you want out of the IEP, exactly. you know. Oh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> such a good little concept. I love it. Um So that's good. I think we've hit on yeah. most of the stuff I wanted to hit. Uh yeah. the the sort of conclusion phase. Unless there's anything else that you want to share, um major wow. stuff, talking points.
1: Nothing too major. I feel like we Covered a lot of the things that I think about yo-yo.
0: Okay, that's good. Uh, we got a question real quick about over and undersized yo-yos. Yeah. My quick opinion on those: undersized yoyos are wonderful to carry in your pocket. Oversized yo-yos mm. are, you know, a novelty if they're <laughs> a Victorian size. Uh, yeah. I usually throw mid-sized, but unless I'm walking around, then I'll take around my uh, melatonin, which will be dropping soon. Um, mm. Do you have any thoughts on Very that? Fun. Um, I mean, they both
1: have their place, right? You know, like oversized yo-yos I think can be a lot of fun and they're good at what they do, you know, and you can make a nice big flashy trick with them. Yep, They can have a little bit more kickback, which can be fun to feel the sluggishness of the yo-yo and the way that it moves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And same with undersized yo-yos, you know, like you can do really tight chopsticks type tricks with them, They fit in your pocket really well. Essentially what I'm getting at here is that neither are better or worse than the other. They both have their place and they're both yo-yos that are really fun and you
0: should enjoy both of them. You reminded me, and this is a quick thing, of big <laughs> yoyos. Visibility with mm-hmm. juggling, let's say. Yeah. This is so easy to see. People can see it. I just threw it with a, I promise I am not <laughs> there. Sure. So it's very easy to see jugglers use big flashy colors for a reason. It's all that's yep. available. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it, it's all that's available because it's super visible and jugglers get yeah. it. A, it's a performance. Jugglers know that they're there to perform. So they put Definitely. like flashing Mylar tape on their stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've got and, some clubs
0: over here that are the shiny Mylar. Oh, yep. show them, show them. Because <laughs> yeah, people might not know juggling clubs. Um, oh, yeah. So uh timestamp of 1 hour 56 and 16 seconds uh so jugglers get it that like visibility is super important because they're stage performers there you go mhm you yep, just nice and shiny yep are those henry's pirouettes by any chance um i have no idea i got them for christmas oh they're perfect like fun they little... they're, they're, yeah. they aren't there. they probably are yeah. maybe they are <laughs> who knows uh they look they're, they're juggling clubs can you juggle them do you know how
1: um a little bit I haven't been able to spend as much time with it as I want to, but Uh ideally one day I can, I mean, I can do like just a normal cascade for a little bit, but I have to like be in it for a little bit if I'm doing that kind of thing. Hit me up. I'll I'll help you out with anything that you need. Yeah, Um, definitely. So I've been watching a lot of Zach McAllister juggle and (laughs) every time I watch him, I like try to show my friends. I'm like, look at how crazy this stuff is. And everybody's like they just love it because he's the stage performance is just so like
0: yeah i just did a crazy thing but like you know it's whatever he is so i I was forgetting who you mentioned who who that was until you mentioned Mm the performance and then i remembered he is so good it's like (laughs) insane it's artistic and beautiful if you want to see you you need to watch wes peden's videos Uh, i'll check it out he is uh the I I think the next version of this club. These are PX threes, the PX four. Pretty sure, like his signature club or something. But he is so good. I think melted ice cream or something like that. All of his videos are made foods. He had a huge influence on the next video I'm about to drop. He's amazing. Awesome. Anyway, just good thing of like performance. Oh, he also does like systematic videos of jumping. Oh, perfect. Um, we've stopped talking about yo-yos, and so now <laughs> our viewership has dropped to two. <laughs> we're well, there, are we're still on, on. Thank you for holding out. Um, <laughs> uh, so the point is, with a big yo-yo, um, great for performances and visibility. Yes. And I think that's part of why four A is such a such a popular style with audiences because mm-hmm. it's so big. Uh, and the more space that you can fill on the stage, the better. So yeah, big 1A yo-yos are particularly good for, for performing. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, getting into the conclusion. Yeah, right on. Can you teach us a trick? A three? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. I actually had one in mind that I wanted to show you. Let's see here. It's like... About two or three different elements. Um, okay. And I'll just show you the trick first, and then I'll
0: start breaking it down for you. Um, one second before you start the – or you can yeah. just keep doing it. For anybody, <laughs> for anybody listening to the podcast, uh, the timestamp is one hour, 59 minutes, and 20 seconds. Uh, so go check out on Illinks Toys uh, Instagram. Yeah, come learn a 3A trick. Cool. So we got, we got a trick. Yeah. We got a trick in. I'm going to – Boom! right there. Um, Perfect. Uh, two <laughs> nine is the trick. And
1: beautiful. And that's the type of trick I want to include in the tutorial series that I want to make for 3A. Because mm-hmm. When I first started learning 3A, everyone was just like, Oh, yeah, the way I learned it was just watching contest videos and then learning those kind of tricks. And it's like, well, sure. You know of course i can do that but like can anyone help explain the nuances of what's going on there so i'm actually able to do it rather than yeah. like kind
0: of do it And, so and that's this, my goal in the, this year is to create something like that this is the first time i've ever started to understand the fundamentals of 3a um, that's awesome like i didn't even really understand that those fundamentals existed um, <laughs> yeah. and for anyone listening to the podcast the trick was like a coro coro that um, spun out into a kink mount. It was very, very cool. And you should go check it out. Um, yeah. And maybe follow both of our pages while you're there. Uh, yeah. so, so is that the only reason that I have people teach tricks? No. <laughs> it's also so that I have content to post for the next few days. Um, yeah. So that covers that. And that, that was a really fun trick. And I do want to like genuinely understand and learn that and perfect that and then I'll have five 3A tricks. Let's up. go. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: so just to wrap up, um, first of all, plugs would be one drop yo-yos. Uh, yes. Is there anything else? Uh, well, one drop yo-yos, of
1: course, go buy their yo-yos. Yeah. You can find them on their website, one mm-hmm. Or you can buy them from various retailers like Yo Expert and other things of the sort. Um, if any yoyos out there want a cactus, feel free to shoot me a message and I will sell you one. Um, also, if anyone has any questions about 3A tricks or how to do things in general, my DMs are always open to that kind of thing. Um, other plugs, you know, make sure you stay hydrated. This <laughs> is more. It's all going to be all right.
0: Yeah, um, on that, if anyone follows Aaliyah, you'll see she posts cactus pictures every once in a while. I thought it was just, like, a fun thing of, like, oh, I like cactuses. No, she she has a full cactus business. <laughs> she sells them oh. and, like,
1: oh. They're, yeah, they're if c- anyone's watching right now, I'll just do a little, show you my seeds. So I grew these from seeds um, a while ago. These are just some tubs that I'm going to move out once it gets warmer outside, and I just started this batch of seeds. They're in there. Those will be ready to go soon. And then I got, you know, mini plants. And this is just the ones in my room. The garage is full of them. So please buy cacti
0: from me. Yes, <laughs> definitely do. Um, uh, did my audio cut out by any chance? Um, I don't think so. Okay, I good. Could hear I got a call. And so I oh, picked okay. That up. Uh, so that's beautiful is buy cacti. I'm so happy you were monologuing while that was happening. <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that I like to do is a takeaway point. of. Mm-hmm this has been a two hour recording session. So people have been, maybe they're driving, maybe they're doing laundry. um, And so they could have been doing anything, but there's, if if you were to have somebody, if you were to describe this to someone and you wanted just one thing for them to remember forever, Mm. what would that, something that we talked about, what would that thing be? It's something that we kept circling back
1: to, which is intention. Yeah. And I think that extends beyond yoyoing It can go into your daily life, having intention in the things that you do, you know, making sure you're doing them for the right reasons, like caring about people around you because you actually care about them and mm-hmm. being around them because you enjoy them, not just because you're gaining something from them, um, you know, just intention is so good for you and you can grow so much when you have it and it's not necessarily setting a goal for yourself because your impact is not always what you intended to have but your intention is the impact for or the vessel for your impact in every everything you do so have
0: intention in your
1: actions and your thoughts and your yo-yoing and
0: also, your life. also with that of like those, I, I have a friend who He's a magician, but he posts like all this motivational content. He'll like do stuff like that. But which all feels like kind of uh, woo stuff of like, oh, yeah. Try a million <laughs> times. The yeah. thousand steps starts with a single step, all that stuff. But uh, but there's, there's like good truth to it. And one of the things was like, instead of trying to do the big end goal and be like, ah, I'm going to do everything all at once and I'll be there. I'll be on... Maybe you want to be like the winner of America's Got Talent. Like, you can't just do that tomorrow. But if you set that as your intention, you can start doing the things today that will maybe one day eventually get you there. Yes, definitely.
1: It's all about long-term growth and achieving things in your life that you
0: want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if uh, one day you start up a little online yo-yo competition and you have – some yoyi were joined on, and then five <laughs> years later, she's on your podcast, <laughs> and is one of the best three A players around. Maybe something <laughs> like that. Uh, it could happen. You know. Yeah. So, so there's that, and uh, my takeaway point would be um, uh, modularity, which mm. is uh, I, I feel a little bit uh, like cheating saying that because it was sort of some of my. I, I feel like I may be spearheaded in but uh, I think oh, no, it's, it's, good. it's a good thing of like because you it was definitely working on of stuff that you're talking about. Um, yeah. If you if you think about yo-yoing as a series of individual elements that can build together um, then it, it helps with improvisation because you can start snapping mm-hmm. the blocks together and working on yeah. those smaller parts helps and also your transitions, and really taking transitions seriously, uh, like you with um, with Anthony yesterday or last last time, like mm-hmm. he's all about the transitions uh he does them so good, and same with you yeah. like you're focusing specifically on the transitions between the tricks um, that is is just like so huge so so knowing that tricks are modular and practicing the transitions between them is yes. super super important and that's where improvisation can come from and where growth in whatever style that you do will come from. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. So though that would be any, any addition on, on that?
1: No, that you, you put it great. And I like the way that you're explaining these concepts because they're things that I haven't said out loud necessarily. So (laughs) it's nice to
0: have (laughs) actual words to assign these thoughts and concepts that are bouncing around in my head. I love that. And my hope is that a lot of Yo-Yoers have had similar thoughts and just haven't like maybe heard them said yeah. that way or and just knowing that these thoughts are out there and that we're all thinking these things is like, yep. let's get this out there. This is, yeah, this, this is theory. What do you we're think is the magic it? books? It's, <laughs> it's not just a million ways to vanish a coin. It's how to be a good magician. So like, let's talk about how to be a good Yo-Yoer and performer. Um, Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that'd be another thing is read magic book. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo-Yo's can learn so much from that world. Um, the last thing is Endless Chain, which uh, uh, Jonah Babbins is a magic podcaster, and all of mm-hmm. this format is based on his stuff. I've literally stolen s- some lines from him for the outro wow, that I said earlier. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that thing about like some people have been doing laundry or driving their car—that's his. So, <laughs> I so like that. That's a good this one. This is also his. Um, to to make sure this podcast goes on forever, I ask mm-hmm. everybody who comes on um, to to recommend someone else that they think would be perfect. Um, oh yeah. To, to share their ideas similar to this, to talk about yo-yo theory, uh, put it out there, and just give them that stand. The only. The, the only thing is you have to be able to actually put me in touch with them. Um, okay, yeah. So who do you um, think would be good for that? So I have been listening
1: to your podcast when I'm at work, and it's great. Everyone should check it out. Um, and I remember hearing you ask Luna that, and I was like, oh, shoot, who would I recommend to bring on the podcast? But then after talking with you yesterday and realizing all the types of things that I think about Yo-Yo, I think JT Nickel would be a great person to bring okay. on here. Um, he's also sponsored by OneDrop. He also focuses a lot on transitions when he yo-yos. Like a lot of his 1A, I know he works really hard to avoid green triangles and plays more attention to the transitions between his tricks. okay. Um, so if he has time, JT would be a great person to have on here. Amazing player. Um, somebody else would be Dylan Ostrowski. His yo-yoing is crazy. Um, go check them out on Instagram. Don't know how to spell his last name, but they're really
0: cool. Uh, lots of crazy concepts. Yeah. Perfect. I'll make sure to, to do that. Um, I'm going to pretend, first of all, thank you for those. I'm going to pretend to end the episode. The episode (laughs) will end for podcast listeners, but then we're going to have a yo-yo off. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Aaliyah Tan, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you, Ross. Uh, you've been awesome. It. And uh, hit me up anytime. Yeah, I and, will. And thanks. I to hope everybody, everybody for, listening has a great day. Absolutely. And Bye, uh, if you aren't following this podcast and you've, if you haven't rated, please do. Uh, do and, it. Yes, do it. <laughs> Other than that, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.